Hey everyone, welcome to Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. Uh, my name is Alex, and welcome to our inaugural show. Uh, I'm really excited to start this off and for you guys to experience it with us. Uh, I'm here with three of my friends, and we're going to introduce them in a moment, but uh, I am the resident Adam Klein level super duper fan, so to speak. Uh, and I'm here with three friends that range on the scale from complete survivor noobs to uh casual to semi serious fans i guess here's my question real quick how many of us know who adam klein is because i don't get that reference i absolutely do not okay so none of us get the reference (laughs) you shouldn't get it but survivor Survivor super duper fans will it's a funny it's a funny reference that none of us understand yeah perfect So on out on Outwatch, we're going to go back and rewatch old seasons an episode at a time and remember them or experience them for the first time. The great TV moments uh, will go back and dissect some strategy and reflect on the so- stories of the season. Uh, coming from the perspectives of, again, this whole spectrum from newbies all the way to someone who listens to Survivor podcasts and spends too many waking hours thinking about the show of Survivor. Um, (laughs) And then we'll also play a version of Fantasy Survivor um, that I have concocted and pulled from a number of different places. So before we get going into the first analysis of uh, episode one of season seven, Survivor Pearl Islands, that's going to be our first uh, season that we go through. We need to introduce the people that we are going on this Outwatch adventure with. So, like I said, my name is Alex. I will be guiding our uh, Outwatch friends <laughs> through this friend experience. Cast. <laughs> yeah. The Outwatch friend cast. <laughs> the Outwatch friend cast. Only one of uh, us survives. Man, that will... <laughs> Take a real turn. Every, every week we vote someone on Every podcast. podcast we kill someone. <laughs> oh, wow. You think you're funny. I do. <laughs> Episode two, the finale. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the one person so, voted out. Vote two, the final three, gets a million dollars. <laughs> so I will be hosting and kind of guiding us through the seasons. Um, I've seen all of them. I remember some to most of them. Um, And as far as I know, everyone else uh, on these seasons on the podcast does not know what's going on, which is great, which is also good for you to know Um, if you are rewatching this season or if you're watching it for the first time, we'll be spoiler free. uh, So you don't have to worry about being spoiled. I am really excited because I think that this will be a podcast that whether you are rewatching, whether you're watching along for the first time or whether you aren't even watching this season and are reminiscing Uh, on the season, I think it'll be something that is enjoyable for you to listen to. So I have watched a lot of Survivor, and I'm excited to share it with you. I'm going to say it's also important to remember for audiences out there that three of us have either never seen these seasons or have no recollection of these seasons. So you can spoil them for us. Just please don't. (laughs) Yeah, great, great call. And I will do everything in my power to not accidentally slip a spoiler And I don't think I will. I think I'll be good about that. So that's my uh, survivor story. I do have this is my one survivor defining moment. I remember vividly watching the second season of Survivor, which was my favorite until I 
became a woke Survivor fan. Um, <laughs> and the uh, the out of commercial break started where it was like viewer discretion is advised. There are some potentially disturbing scenes. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And then I watched Michael Scoopin fall in the fire and was terrified at like age eight and went into the other room and had my parents tell me when it was over. <laughs> it was scary, man. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I have a vague recollection of being sent into the other room when that warning came on. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I I think I know what you're talking about, but like I That's was in the happened. other room, so I have no idea. <laughs> Michael Scoopin fell in a fire. He got medevaced. <laughs> Terrifying. So That's how you knew it was real. <laughs> it, dude, it was so real. <laughs> so I'd love for the rest of the uh, people going on our Outwatch journey to go ahead and introduce themselves, and then we'll get into the episode. Uh, Adam, why don't you go first? Uh, so my name is Adam. I am at Adam is Super on Twitter. I'm not mm. vain at all. Um, I, I watched Survivor when I was a child and remember almost none of it. Uh, as far as this season goes, I, I I definitely remember Rupert, and I remember Johnny Fairplay, but only in name. <laughs> yeah, uh, who could forget? And that's and that's about that's that's the extent of my Survivor knowledge. I've definitely like I've seen a few of the newer seasons just because I lived with you, Alex. But yeah. I I I would never say that I watched Survivor in the last probably ten years or so, give or take. Perfect. Emily, how about you? Uh, yes, so my name is Emily. I won't give you my Twitter name because I don't know it. And <laughs> I <laughs> I am pretty much the same as Adam. I This was like family time when I was little. We would gather around the big screen, big fat TV and watch Survivor. So this is a blast from the past. I believe this was made in 2003, so I don't remember anything. I was in third or fourth grade bliss and I've blacked it out. So it's basically <laughs> watching it new. So that's about Swell. my survivor history. Great. And Scott? Um, yeah. So like he said, my name is Scott. Um, similar to Adam and Emily growing up, I remember watching maybe the first two to three seasons with my parents on whatever night it was. It was kind of our family family thing to do. Um, then as I grew up, I kind of stepped away from Survivor. And then as I got older and got into college and met Alex and Adam, um, I began to watch more. So there's a big gap in my knowledge of Survivor between the beginning and kind of the more recent stuff. Um, like, like Adam said, like I, for this season, I know Rupert and I know Johnny Fairplay and that is really about it. So I'm really excited to see how this season turns out. Nice. So we've got three people who are pretty much blind going into the season, which is super exciting as someone who knows precisely what happens (laughs) (laughs) to kind of like, yeah, experience this along with you as though it was my first time. Um, Here's a a quick apology. I am sick and my voice doesn't normally sound like this. (laughs) So if you're like, Oh, this guy sucks. His voice is super annoying. Uh, it's less annoying when I'm less sick. So it usually sounds like James Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah, it's really bizarre what happens to me when I get sick. I go from James <laughs> Earl Jones to a Midwestern white boy with a, a stuffy nose really quickly. <laughs> really, I don't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, God. So the way that we're going to do this, um, we're going to take 
each episode of a of a season of Survivor and do an episode of the podcast for that episode. And we'll go recap the show um, so that if you're watching along, you can get a reminder of what happened in the episode. Or if you need a refresher from when you watched it before, we'll kind of remind you uh, beat by beat what happens in the show. And then we'll go in depth, dissect some strategy, reflect on the story, uh, some of our funnier moments that we remember as well. And uh, it should be a good time. Like I said, off the top, the first season we're doing is Survivor Pearl Islands. This was season seven. Emily said earlier it aired in 2003. Uh, This is one of my favorite seasons ever um, because of... Primarily these memorable characters that, yeah, like Emily and Adam and Scott said, these are people who are not Survivor fans per se, but like people remember Rupert and Johnny Fairplay um, and other ones because they're such good characters and they're really fun TV to watch. Um, I will be using, uh, and you're probably familiar with this if you're watching this podcast because, or listening to this podcast, because that means you're probably deep in Survivor lore. (laughs) <laughs> to get to find this, but uh, Rob Sesternino has a podcast. It's called Rob has a podcast. Uh, it's very good. I listened to a lot of it and they a while back uh, did a season ranking of the first 25, 30 seasons, I think 30 seasons. Yeah. Which is a lot of seasons. Let's just yeah, and, pause. <laughs> and there's five more that haven't been ranked. Like, hot, wow, the, that's a lot. This yeah. be making a lot Survivor, of Survivor started before 9-11. <laughs> It did, dude. Like, yeah. I, I can't get over that. It's nuts. It's It can't be that old. <laughs> it's a television masterpiece. <laughs> According to Rob's season rankings, uh, Pearl Island is the third best season of all time. So we're starting with a real strong one. Uh, and also this, I won't tell you who um, for our listeners and for the Outwatch people uh, joining me, but there are four people, uh, four castaways on this season that returned in later seasons for all-star seasons. So I won't tell you who those people are, but a good number of people who uh, made their way back into the survivor world. Can we guess? Uh, you could guess. I'm not going to confirm or deny though, because oh, that might fair. give you insight mm-hmm. into like who does well or not, you know? All right. I'll guess. I'll take a guess. Okay. I can think Rupert, Obviously. Johnny Fairplay. Definitely. I feel like Lillian's going to come back. She's kind of like she was a scout. I feel like she comes back sometime. Okay. Number four. Who's who's the. Uh, shoot, the lady who spoke Spanish in the village. Uh-huh. Sandra. Sandra. I bet Sandra comes back. Those are my four. OK. I believe Andrew comes back. Who? I think that Andrew, the attorney, comes back. Yeah, I'm not going to confirm or deny any of this. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> But now it's on tape. So for now right. it is on tape. So we can look <laughs> back and decide if you're right or not. <clears throat> so, hey, let's jump into episode one of Survivor Pearl Islands. And we'll start with a uh, I have not given any thought to naming this segment, but maybe we could call it like tree mail <laughs> where we recap this <laughs> week's episode. You gave that no thought. <laughs> I gave no thought until this precise moment. That's so perfect. <laughs> yeah. So in Survivor Pearl Islands, episode one, the title of the episode is Beg, Barter, Steal. And it starts with the classic marooning, except this time there's a twist. If you had watched the previous six seasons, you would recognize a difference. But if you had not, this is just the marooning. 
Uh, so they're marooned. They have to literally like abandon ship. They uh, have nothing but the shirts on their backs, so to speak. Um, in past, they were given like luxury items and were more prepared um, to enter the game. And they jumped off of the ship and were dropped uh, in a village in the Pearl Islands and had to use the like little supplies they were given to buy or barter or trade for the goods that they will need uh, on their tribe in the island of the Game of Survivor. So in a very classic early moment, uh, Rupert pillages from the Morgan tribe. He steals their shoes, um, pedals them off the townspeople. <laughs> um, I'm sure he gains almost no value from trading those shoes, but it was like, oh, Rupert's cool. He's a pirate. I'm a pirate. I... I think that was my favorite like moment in episode one. Like, yeah. Yeah. It just that was so perfect. <laughs> it was you get a really immediate taste of what Rupert as a character is from that one little thing. He also he just takes the theme so seriously. Like, yeah. I don't feel like anyone else does, but he's just like, yeah, we're pirates. So he's like, in it, man. It's <laughs> true. So um, later in the um, tribe or in the town area, Sandra speaks Spanish uh, to get really good deals with some of these people. And Drake comes out way on top as far as the stuff that they get from the town. Uh, we get a quick early look at camp life. Drake's got all sorts of mosquitoes. Uh, Morgan's got all sorts of crabs. It's bad news for both of them. Uh, Johnny Fairplay <laughs> then gets drunk. Uh, Rupert makes a skirt and catches a bunch of fish. <laughs> And then we go to the first immunity challenge um, where there is a cannon that they must push through a field of rocks and sand and other obstacles um, and then get it to the ch uh, the finish line first. For some inexplicable reason, um, the Morgan men all get naked, uh, but they still lose. It was in solidarity. It wasn't inexplicable. <laughs> it was pretty inexplicable. It was inexplicable. <laughs> Don't even play. So uh, Morgan, in, after they lost immunity, of course, they have to decide who they're voting out. Uh, the majority was leaning towards Skinny Ryan. But then Nicole kind of flipped out and told Lil, who told Andrew, who told Tijuana, all of these things. And ultimately that got her voted out. So Nicole, the infamous woman who wore nothing under her dress, was the first one voted out. And that is the quick tree mail <coughs> recap of Pearl Island's episode one. So let's go back uh, and kind of dissect this scene by scene. Um, first of all, what were your guys's overall kind of impressions on this first episode? Were you entertained? Maybe what was your favorite moment? Oh my gosh, can I go? Because I'm dying to say this. Yeah, do it. My favorite moment, probably of this season, and I haven't even watched it all. I've watched just a little bit of it. Adam knows what I want to say. Rupert, he's catching fish, and he goes, I think I, or something like this, I think I caught a saltwater catfish. I never know they made such an animal. The best thing I've ever heard in my life. No, like yes, that? there it is. Yes. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, that was good. <laughs> this is an easy game for me. <laughs> yeah, that was great. 
the yeah the the sheer like childish joy, just joy with which just so I didn't happy. know they made such an animal. Like he just he just seems like so innocent and yeah, like in everything he does, like he just seems like the most innocent human being that ever existed, <laughs> and like that's just so perfect of him. Where someone like catches a fish and he's like. Okay, I'm gonna go catch twenty of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know they made such an animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, he is just made for Survivor. You can tell that he is completely in his element on that island. He is meant to be there, and he is gonna make the most. That of is it. true. He's really walking in his calling by being on Survivor. Yeah. I also i I know I I told you I want to do a, a Survivor fashion moment an island fashion thing yeah but like it took them all of 28 hours to look like they had been there for years like, <laughs> yeah that's it did not take them long at all to look like they've been on this island surviving for ever <laughs> yeah they had immediately like okay how can we maximize this these clothes that we have right. into as many articles of clothing as possible by tearing them in creative ways Right. Yeah, it was that was that was hysterical to me. And just like and by the time they got to the first challenge, it was just like every, they rolled up. You know, like, how long have you guys been on this island? <laughs> like, it hasn't been that long. Yeah. <laughs> Producers like, dude, we dropped you guys here like three hours ago. Right. <laughs> I, I found myself overall questioning the fashion choices. Like, who, oh, yeah. like I'm going to Survivor. Let me take my suit with me. Mm -hmm. Like it. And then. Also, my big thing with was Rupert. He said they were the big thing they played up was we're they're in their street clothes. They are not ready for this at all. Rupert's in a tie dye tank top. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's what you went with. <laughs> it's OK, though. That's, those are his street clothes. I was going to say Lillian is super gimmicky, too, in her like yeah, Scoutmasters uniform. Scout I just love that. That's just that was just her decision. Like She was like, I know I'm just going to wear my Scoutmaster uniform the whole time. Doesn't she say at one point, too, that she's from Indiana? She's, she's from, from Ohio, Cincinnati. Oh, okay, good. Why wouldn't she be? Phew. Good. Hey, Rupert's from Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> that is right. Yeah, he's a Hoosier. As someone who has watched a lot of Survivor and watched it, you know, recently, I was taken, like, so far back and reminded of what the show used to be from, like, the very beginning with, like... Just the way that the pregame footage they used is so different. And like Jeff's big, like seven minute monologue, like explaining what Survivor is. Now it's just oh, like, yeah. we're here in Fiji. We've got 18 people. One Survivor. And it just starts, you know, <laughs> and it, and now they're like, yeah, giving a deep, like esoteric monologue on what this place is and what the show is. It's well, really interesting. And like, I don't. I, I, I like vaguely remember seasons before this and I have like vague recollections of seasons after this, but I don't remember the theme of the episode mm -hmm. being like so important. Like I know that yeah. like there's that like millennial versus like Gen X season or something like that, like way later on. Yep. And I know that's how they divide tribes, but like beyond like that idea that like the theme is how they divide tribes, the theme of the season just like I don't it, it just feels so relevant or so like important to them in this in in Pearl Islands like I don't know if that's if that's carried on in other seasons or anything like that yeah like at first um really the theme is just the place where they are mm -hmm. until they so recently they just camp out in Fiji so every season has been in Fiji and so that's why especially more recently they've been doing like themes that aren't tied to the place okay but the way that it kind of looks like now is like 
truthfully, the themes are done to try and like catch new viewers, you know? Right. And they are very irrelevant for the rest of the show, usually beyond like the first two ish episodes. Right. And that's just like, yeah, they just like keep coming back to it. Like Rupert, when he steals the shoes, is like, well, we're pirates and like, yeah, yeah. The, the pirate theme is really deep in this one. Yeah. Which I mean, I would, I would say I'm a fan. I think the games don't seem, or the, the game for this one didn't seem particularly refined. Right. It was super weird that like they were in the same lane the whole yep. time until they got to the beach and then it was just like a dead sprint. So really it was as long as you like kept up with the team in front of you, they did all the work and then you just mm-hmm. got to the beach and you had to drag your can cannon to the finish line. Yeah. I think that we are still in, we're still in the early season. So they've yet to incorporate a puzzle into literally every challenge. Right. True. <laughs> I was really, I was so surprised. I was waiting on the puzzle and it didn't come. Yeah. I was like, Wait. <laughs> Challenges do get way tighter and they all end in a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have to talk about for a second on the boat. Jeff's uh, hope you have something on under that comment. Oh, to Nicole. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that was so rough. <laughs> that was that's just it was so mean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jeff, uh, people, there's some Jeff haters in some corners of the Internet. I am not one. I love Jeff. <laughs> but one of the common criticisms of Jeff is that especially in these earlier seasons, he's kind of like creepy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love that. Yeah. I didn't love it. It wasn't great. Yeah. And then they're <laughs> like, everybody on this tribe, happy to see you over there. It's like, <laughs> Jeff, come on. I will. Not like, cool. you, Emily pointed this out that he doesn't. As compared to, like, other game show hosts, at least, like, of this day and age, he's not very, like, he, he's not super about this, like, tension building. Like, mm-hmm. he just kind of, like, he tells you what's happening or tells you what yeah. it is, and then you just kind of, like, move on with it. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't try and, like, make himself a large personality. Mm. Just wait till we get into the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely, he's done 30 he's seasons learning. at that point. He's allowed yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah. So... What were your thoughts once they divided tribes kind of like through the um, the marooning phase? Did it seem like I know we've watched three episodes now, but like at that point, do you remember thinking like, OK, one tribe is set up for success a lot more than another? Um, I was going to say, I felt like the Drake tribe definitely got more while they were at the marketplace. I mm-hmm. feel like they had a they had they were more organized. They had a better plan. And I felt like that combined with Rupert looting the other tribe that they were they seemed like they were more with it going once they got actually got to the island and they yeah, were yeah. better set up for success. It just like it seemed like like Morgan, they like everyone got there and everyone just like dispersed. There was no planning or anything that happened like together. Whereas when Drake got to the island, like they talked a little bit and it just by the end of it, it seemed like Drake had like real supplies that were going to help them. Morgan had a tarp and like a pot. And I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know what else they got. Like, it doesn't seem like they got a lot of other things. It was just like, well, and there was even the part where I think it was skinny Ryan who was like, Hey, we still have a ton of money. Like, why are you running to the boat to leave? And they just all did it anyway. Like there was no cohesion. Yeah. They just kind of, it's kind of acted. They were very reactive as opposed to like, Drake, who like they ran around town and like it, it helped that they had Sandra who spoke Spanish. And so she mm-hmm. would like talk to someone and be like, oh, no, we can get it cheaper down there. Let's go back. They just 
I don't know. I don't know if that I, I feel like that was honestly a huge factor for Drake. Like the fact that they have someone who speaks Spanish who can like yeah. talk to the locals immediately. I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to do zero negotiating today because I have someone who can actually speak the language. So you kind of automatically have to like go to a focal person in that moment. But they they still they just seem cohesive. They seem like they're willing to work together as opposed to Morgan. Yeah. Speaking of Sandra speaking to the natives, uh, this sequence gave us seriously one of the best moments in Survivor ever, if you ask me. I'm, I've got the, the audio clip here. I'll play the best part. Patricia thought the lady was laughing and giggling with her or whatever, but the lady actually, I think, you know, liked her in a sexual way. <laughs> <laughs> I love the jaunty pirate music behind that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a sexual way. <laughs> it's so good, so so good that this happened and that we get the the super um applicable soundbite of just Sandra saying in a sexual way. Right. <laughs> just to clarify. That's so 2003, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is funny. They kind of, like, got away with a lot for 2003, too. That's, yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's all, like, the undercover stuff, you know? Yeah. Hope you're not wearing anything underneath that in a sexual way. Right. You know. Hey, at least we can say, as as much as much as people may not like Jeff Bros and how creepy he seems, we have not heard any, like, sexual harassment allegations yielded against him. So God, please let that never happen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to love Jeff and I don't want to find out he sucks. We will viciously um, turn against him if that happens, but I know. <laughs> and then Parvati Shallow will be the host of Survivor. <laughs> okay, hey, so we've talked a little bit about Sandra, but not much about like our take on her. What do you guys think of Sandra at this point? She just has like this really big personality. She speaks her mind and mm-hmm. she doesn't really want to take crap from anybody. But she also like she seems to be a team player. Like she's not out for blood. I think that's something that's been kind of weird about this episode, too, is like I have this me- these memories of Survivor where it's all about like, all right, are you in my alliance? Are you in my alliance? Like who's in my alliance sort of thing? Yeah. And like there's really no talk of it. Like you're right. Yeah. Like Morgan, whenever they go to tribal council, I mean, I think there is like an alliance there, but it's like it's more just like, well, who's the weakest member? Like, we'll vote him out. Like, right. It just so happens that he's not a member of our alliance sort of thing. And Drake, like we don't we don't see a lot happening there because the storyline is more interested in the team that's going to send someone out. Right. Um, and so we don't have like, a, you know, groups of people getting together in any way. It's just like. That So I feel like if Sandra was in a later season, we'd probably see a lot more of like her trying to like team up with people or people trying to team sure. up against her. But I think just because of how early it is, it's more just like, well, yeah, I mean, we're a team. So like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, it also is a thing that um, just in the evolution of Survivor, like strategy happens earlier and earlier as the show goes. Right. So like now. Yeah, the game starts, strategy starts the moment the game starts, right? But especially in these earlier seasons, it's like, it takes a while to really get going. Um, And uh, yeah, in these really early ones, it's like, there's not much of it really until the merge phase. There's still plenty of good TV and fun stuff that happens, but it's not like, no one's really thinking about the end game yet, you know? It's still still very raw. It's not overanalyzed yet. 
You're right. Yeah. People are still trying to figure out how to play. Yeah. And I, I, I guess it'd kind of be like the first time anybody plays chess. You know, yeah. you just kind of you, you know how to move the pieces, but you don't know, like, this is an optimal move and this isn't. And so, like, of course, if you can set yourself up for success earlier in the game, you're going to do it. But as of right now, you don't know what is actually going to be optimal and what's not. You know, there hasn't been 20 seasons that analyze strategy up to this point. So and podcasts for sure. to go with and them. podcasts <laughs> to go with. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit later, uh, Drake tribe takes in their bounty of liquor. Uh, Johnny Fairplay gets drunk. One of the few times uh, I can think of where people are like actively drunk on Survivor, especially when they're not like at a reward challenge where they're or at a reward. Yeah, where they're being like given alcohol. And uh, you also get a really good dad moment from Rupert in that scene. Talk about getting some honey or smoking something, drinking something. (laughs) (laughs) The kids, man. The kids. We get this moment where uh, Morgan, it's been a whole day. They haven't found their water. And then they think to, you know, check the map they were given. Uh, And then they find the water because they failed to look at the map. When looking for water. I was cringing so hard when they were about to take water from that just like swamp thing. I, know. I was like, please do not drink that water. <laughs> I'm like, I'm legitimately surprised that like someone from the production team didn't like step in really quick and be like, hey, guys, look at your map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, idiots. <laughs> Check the map. And then Ryan, skinny Ryan and Lillian go get the water. Right. Good times. They bond. They've got a nice little friendship. Unfortunate that Skinny Ryan is the name that really stuck for him. <laughs> Not a great modifier. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, though. I didn't realize there were two Ryans until episode three, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's just his name. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ryan O doesn't get a whole lot of screen here early on. There are, I still like every once in a while, like they'll cut over to like the Drake team. Yeah. And I'll be like, who are these people? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know any of them. <laughs> yeah. That's tough, too. Early in the seasons of Survivor, it's like you've got so many people out there. And you're really only focusing on, yeah. like, I mean, the three that are the two that are likely to go home and the one who is either leading the charge or the swing vote. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Burton and Sean go fish on the Drake tribe. They get some fish. Rupert has his great moment where he catches, you know, 20 fish then. He didn't realize they made such an animal as a saltwater catfish. (laughs) Drake just doesn't seem like they're suffering in any way, shape or form. Like they're. I mean, like it sucks that like they're outside and like they're mosquitoes, but like Mm -hmm. they seem very well fed and hydrated and rested. Yeah. They just seem fine. (laughs) And compared to Morgan, who like they. The first night that they build their shelter, they're like, oh, we need to tear this down and start again. And yeah, you know, they just keep like they're so reactive, like they just do something and then they realize oh, that wasn't the right thing to do. Yeah. So, yeah. And then it's at this point uh, we go back to Morgan. They elect Andrew Savage, the leader of the tribe. Um, another early survivor thing that like, oh, we, this is the leader doesn't really happen much anymore. Um, and also to go to back to the island fashion segment, Adam, uh, I noticed around this point in the episode that the back of Austin's shorts say buzzed. <laughs> did, you, did you catch that? Oh, yes. Absolutely. And they're from Abercrombie and Fitch. 
<laughs> Are they really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That plus the, like, he tried to take, like, two very large bottles of alcohol to the island. <laughs> like, yeah. this guy's here for a party. Right. Yeah, he is. <laughs> this guy, and, like, I guess he talks about it, but, like, this guy has no idea what it's going to be like just in the elements. <laughs> like, mm. And, like he, like, he sold all of his clothes. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, did. in the town. And it was like, I, I get the I get the thought, but, like, geez. That yeah. was just a bad decision. <laughs> Yeah, he really has no idea what he's doing, and he was like the wrong person to complete. I feel like he completely took charge once they hit the hit the beach, mm. and I feel like that could be a reason why the Morgan tribe is spinning their tires a bit through season mm. or episode one. He does have some massive pecs, though. Uh, he's jacked. Like, yeah, <laughs> that dude is cut. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then we get to the immunity challenge, um, the cannon challenge. The thing that stuck out to me so immediately in this one was, again, I feel like I say this all the time, but in current Survivor, the whole challenge is like the background music is Jeff talking. Just he is constantly talking the whole time. Mm-hmm. And there's like lots of not Jeff talking in this one is weird. I was like, whoa. And it's just like he every once in a while, you know, is like Morgan really falling behind or yeah, Drake struggling with the rocks here. Right. Whereas now I'm used to just hearing Jeff the whole time. And it was kind of a bizarre experience. I don't know. Like it. I, I like I know what you're saying, but like I also don't know what you're saying because I <laughs> you know, don't know anything about Survivor. Um, right. But uh, it just like it seemed kind of awkward to me. I don't know if anyone else felt that way, but like. The whole the the competition just didn't see seem like an especially well thought out one. Yeah. And so it, it, it just to me, like the fact that Jeff isn't talking at all just felt really weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know. Like the whole like the whole competition it just felt awkward, like the whole time. Well, especially when, you know, there were naked people that really added to the yeah. awkwardness. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So why did that happen? Was it that Austin's shorts were falling yeah, off yeah. and so, he decided so before, he before to lose them? Before they even got into the competition, Andrew went up to him and said, uh, if if you're if you're going to lose your shorts, um, take them off and uh, Rhino and I will take ours off in solidarity. So at one point during the competition, Austin like leans over and he's like, I'm going to have to take them off. And he takes them off. And so everyone else does, too. <laughs> In solidarity. <laughs> Unfortunately, that like five seconds is probably what cost them the competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was a really close. It ending. was a very close competition. Yeah. Sandra had another great, great quote um, in a confessional to this. She said, I couldn't find an audio clip, but she goes, they better hope they don't lose their weenies out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> God bless Sandra. I know, man. <laughs> Uh, and as much as I agree, the challenge was kind of like clunky, especially the rock garden part is like, this is just not fun to watch. Like right. people slowly picking rocks up and moving them out of the way. Right. It uh, almost would have seemed better just to like take the cannon apart, carry it over. Yeah, <laughs> like for sure. Yeah. But the, the ending was pretty exciting. Uh, Drake had the lead and then they lost it there. They got stuck in the sand. <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, Morgan almost just kind of stalled out there right in front of the finish line. Yeah. Uh, and Drake came from behind, I suppose. 
and pulled it out. So it was a kind of fun ending. I get really I've noticed I get really stressed out watching the competitions. Now. <laughs> like I it's not even that I'm necessarily rooting for any team in particular. I just like I just get like so anxious. I'm like, I want like it doesn't matter who who's winning. I just want them to win already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Later in reflection of the challenge, Sandra had another really great reflection. I wish that dingling got stuck on a vine or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish their dinglings got stuck on a vine. <laughs> uh, Sandra's wonderful. <laughs> she is wonderful, man. She's a true treasure. So Morgan loses. They have to go to tribal, right? Uh, at this point, after that first challenge loss, who do you think um, they should have voted out? Whether that's what happened or not, I thought that Ryan was de- or Skinny Ryan was definitely going to go. Yeah. Um, I'm still like I'm not a hundred percent sure why they voted out Nicole. See, like, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I I just really don't get the move. Like, mm-hmm. I I get what sort of happened there, and that like Nicole sort of was trying to make a play, or was just like asking about making a play, and then. Who was it? Lillian went and told so-and-so. And then Tawana, who is my least favorite person on the series um, ever. Uh, Tawana, like, just confronts her about it. And then, like, the whole... Th- I don't know. It just it didn't seem like a very natural... It didn't make sense to me. Like, it didn't seem natural. It didn't mm-hmm. seem like this is super dramatic and, like, we have to get rid of her now. It just seemed like... I don't know. Because they were like, it's just like you've been you've been with these people for three days. You can't trust anybody. Yeah. But like you're on a tribe. So like you got to get rid of weak members at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I thought um, I thought that Lillian or Skinny Ryan would have been probably the probably the more obvious ones to go after, especially if we're if this was like today, like a, a later season, I feel like Lillian would be gone. So, yeah, I was kind of perplexed by it also. Yeah, I think what ultimately happened was that Nicole told Lillian they were voting for Skinny Ryan, and everyone else knowing that Skinny Ryan and Lillian were tight was like, dude, Nicole, that was really stupid. Now they know. Um, but, of course, neither Lillian nor Skinny Ryan really did much of anything about it. Right, and, like, they would have known after the vote anyway, so who cares? Like, I, don't, I really just don't get the play, like... Yeah, I think it just set off Tijuana, right? And she got upset about it and yeah. rallied everyone to vote her out. Yeah, which, like, geez, you want to talk about a reactive player. Well, I think yeah. that's, like, that speaks to the entire tribe, is just how reactive they are. And they're all led by that kind of thinking. So, uh, unanimously, except for her own vote then, Nicole was voted out, first person to leave Survivor Pearl Islands. Rip Nicole, pour one out. Uh, her reasoning, her confessional, like voting confessional reasoning for voting for who she did vote for was um, reason enough for me to believe that we miss nothing by her going out the as early as she did. She said, you're the only person I know others are planning to vote for, so I'm voting for you. <laughs> really deep strategy on her part there. I'm honestly surprised it was, I mean, like I'm not necessarily surprised it was unanimous. I just like going into it. They seemed a lot more scattered. 
And so I kind of had the feeling that it was going to wind up just like this really random split series of votes. And like Nicole would get three votes and then like so-and-so would get two and so-and-so would get two and someone would get one. Mm. But like she had she had a super majority of votes. So it was just like, yeah, it was weird. Whatever she did, she really annoyed the whole tribe. Seriously, yeah. yeah. So that concludes our <laughs> deconstruction of the first episode of Pearl Islands. Thanks for listening to Outwatch. Um, next time on Outwatch. <laughs> that was my probes. <laughs> yeah, next episode we're going to be going through to quit or not to quit. That's episode two of Survivor Pod, Pearl Islands, uh, the seventh season. So be sure to subscribe to our feed. So you don't miss any of them. I assume we'll have a feed that you can subscribe to by the time this comes out. How are you listening to this otherwise? Yeah, otherwise. (laughs) Sweet. Adios. Deuces, America. Bye.